Bitch, I'm finna, bitch, I'm finna boo. Bitch, I'm finna boo. Yeah, me and all my crew went from military infantry to goons. All because the feds forgot the people make the rules. Yeah, bitch, I'm finna boo. Yeah, I'm finna boogaloo. Like a movie that's coming to a reality near you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Goon Squad podcast. This is Classified Country Boy. This is Josie. And this is Echo. We took a pretty long break, um, and we've been kind of sticking episodes out that were previously recorded. Um, But uh, we are back, and this is brand new content. This is in 2021 now. Sorry for the, the brief hiatus. There's been a lot of things that have gone on. Personal lives have caught up with some some members. Um, our editing team had decided to take a step back from the movement. Um, positive growth and change has moved for them. And then, you know, a couple other members have experienced the same as well. So I've taken over editing um, and I'm hoping everybody's digging the new intro too. So shout out to Louis Capone for giving us the... Uh, go ahead and permission to use the song Finnaboog. It's a uh, it's a badass song, and uh, it actually I think it fits pretty well. Um, yeah, I really like it. I really like that song. Yeah, no, it's 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 really cool. We like we were discussing earlier. Um, you know, we you, we've used that song quite a bit, rolling into like protests or rallies. But I think I felt it was really fitting, and it. Uh, Helps with our new change moving forward. Yeah, so here we are, uh, 2021, and 2020 was a complete pile of a shit show. I mean, just what a fucking mess. And then 2021 started off with a bang. I thought it was going to end up being a lot fucking worse than 2020, but here we are, and kind of seems to be a little calm, but we're still on edge uh, with some issues looming ahead. Man, 2020 had uh duncan lemp garrett foster brianna taylor you know hopefully those are names that we don't forget and hopefully those are names that you know will help us remind ourselves why we are where we are what we're doing it's it's sad and it's just proof of the government overreach and the tyranny you know with no knock raids and shit like that it's just in fucking sane you know the kind of shit that the government will do to make a point and in a sense, they turned around and just, you know, pretty much red pilled a lot of fucking people, yeah. you know, and brought Definitely. us all together. Yeah, you know, I, like I, I, I keep, I, I want to be shocked every time the government just like overreaches a little bit more, but then I'm like not shocked at the same yeah. time. I've, yeah. I, I've run out of shock at this point. You know, it's it's just disappointment every time. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I. I personally, it, shock and disappointment. I mean, it's just, I don't, I don't think I am shocked or disappointed. I mean, it's, it's one thing I've said previously, you know, why do we keep sitting and asking, you know, like, or saying, why do we keep saying, you know, why that's not going to happen? It can't happen. They, they won't do that to us. You know, we need to be, yeah, we need to be saying, okay, they have done it. What can we do differently? Next time, what can we do to prevent it or what can be done? And unfortunately, there are still too many people that seem to think that, you know, the government won't do anything that won't be in their best interest. I mean, in the COVID lockdowns last year really fucking proved that the fact that there are states still that mandate people to wear masks out in public and you're allowed to feel however you want to feel about it. I don't care. I don't like them, but there are times I will have to wear them because I, because some businesses, they still require you to do so. And if you sit and argue about it, you're technically trespassing and they still get you arrested on trespassing. They don't even fucking arrest you on a mask violation. They arrest your ass on, on trespassing because you're told to leave because they're afraid that if they're caught not enforcing the mask mandate, they'll shut them down. And that's the unfortunate reality of the situation. And it's, <laughs> I don't I don't have any desire to make it more difficult for the people that are trying to keep a business afloat these days, especially anything that's not a huge national chain. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, look what happened in Odessa, Texas. Bar owner was struggling because of the lockdowns and everything. And, you know, some 
armed goons showed up to stand on the outside perimeter to, you know, make a statement and make a stand and a bunch of fat ass cops. I mean, and these cops were fucking fat, you know, rolling. I, if anybody saw the pictures or videos, I mean, these cops were wearing plate carriers that were just way too fucking small for them. It was, was not fucking protecting anything vital for them at all, you know, and they rolled up in M wraps with machine guns mounted on top and really put their dick out on the table and said, this is how things are going to be and arrested them. Again, a small business owner got hurt because of these stupid COVID lockdowns from government overreach. It just, it's still crazy to me how like people on, how people just, they want the government to like be overreaching I, I don't know i it, just people who still think the government is like a good a good guy i don't get it well and that's why like when you when you get down and you think about you know like how anarchy would work in a perfect society if everybody did things on a voluntary uh, level or did things where they you know would work together to try and make sure that government would be essentially eliminated it wouldn't yeah. work because there's too many people who still rely on government for certain aspects in their lives. You know, I mean, and maybe that's why for certain people, a local level government is best. There shouldn't be any reason for a federal government, let alone any government agency that somehow finds their way to be directly involved in people's personal lives. The elections that, that happened, I mean, how many people were just so worried about that? It's a federal election. It's, it's one fucking idiot that really shouldn't matter to your personal life. But yet, because Donald yeah. Trump set these precedents that he can just sign a presidential executive order, you know, and then just take people's rights away. Yeah. That's, that's fucking worrying. You know, I mean, that's, that set a dangerous precedent where, you know, like where he signed uh, an executive order for bump stocks, you know, and mm -hmm. banned those, you know, yeah. Some people were like, well, I don't fucking need them. So, you know, whatever, it's not a big deal, but that's, that's not the, that's not the case. What it is now like, is like, Oh, I was just going to say like, people don't see how those are like slippery slopes. Like they don't make that mental connection. Well, look at HR 127, which I think yeah. is definitely a topic that needs to be discussed because I some people really definitely need some education on that. But Joe Biden threatened to sign an executive order to sign that into legislation, you know, like and, and that all goes back to Donald Trump signing his executive orders and shit with with gun control. Mm -hmm. And he was supposed to be a Republican. But yet all these fucking maggotards are eating this shit up. All these Q-tards are eating this shit up. And we're supposed to trust the plan. And Donald Trump was the most pro-2A president we had. No, the fuck he wasn't. In recent history, he's been more anti-2A than any other president, even even over President Obama. Like, let that fucking sink in. Wasn't there supposed to be some kind of storm in the last couple of days? Right. Was that yesterday or Friday? <laughs> yeah, was it yesterday? They rescheduled it. They were like, oh, no, guys, just kidding. We're going to reschedule it to like the 20th. I can't, yeah, hour. I can't keep up with these people anymore. <laughs> Trust the plan. <laughs> the plan keeps fucking changing. God damn. Yeah. How many times do these fucking people need to see that plan changing, quote, quote unquote, before they realize like, oh, I'm being fucking lied to. You know, like it's I, quite I don't obvious think that moment's coming. No, and it's not going to for for a lot of them. Well, and and there needs to be the reality that like sets in why some of these groups exist. I mean, let's let's even sit back and think about like the Boogaloo movement, for example. You know, where did that come from? That came from a collection of people who latched on to like an internet meme that became serious, you know, which is another thing that came out in 2020 to recap that shit. The Boogaloo movement stepped out into the public light. February of 2020 for the, yeah, February, 2020, the Boogaloo movements stopped being an online internet meme and became a reality. And, and, and we got to think why, well, it's because the left and the right don't have the answers. The government has been dropping the ball and fumbling this shit and stumbling their way through one executive order, one red flag, one infringement and everything else like that, moving forward and just getting worse and worse and becoming a bigger oligarchy and really just fucking things up for your average everyday citizen where they're no longer feeling free. And they look for something that they can latch on to, something that fits with them, that resonates within them. And the Boogaloo movement was no exception to that because a lot of people like for me personally, I came from a conservative background, but I didn't agree with a lot of the conservative shit, you know, like not 
taking other people's rights into consideration where like gays, they weren't allowed to have their rights. You know, when, when gays were allowed to get married, a lot of conservatives threw a fucking fit over it. Why does that matter to you? Nobody's forcing exactly. you to go get married to a, a, a fucking dude. Nobody's forcing you to go get married to a chick. Like nobody's forcing you to go change your gender. Let them fucking be, let them live their lives. You know? And so that's why like with the Boogaloo movement, it was just so accepting of everybody else. And yeah, you got all these people that say, Oh, you know, white supremacy and everything else. No, that's not the boog movement. That's just people that attached themselves to something, but had no idea what they were getting themselves into. And they were claiming the boog flag for stupid shit. Stephen Carrillo um, is one of those examples. You know, he stepped out and really took action into his own hands. And from my understanding, nobody even saw that coming. And then he wanted to claim Boog or allegedly he was claiming Boog, whether or not that was done as a false flag or whatever to open an investigation on the on the movement itself. I don't know. You've got these people with, who go to Q and it's because they're so hard right and they're so such hard conservatives that they want something that aligns with them. And they see, they saw the Republican party just shattering over Donald Trump. So they latch onto that shit. And so, I mean, they're coming up with all these different ideas and wild bucking things that, you know, they're trying to prove that the deep state is out to get them as a conservative nature. They're supposed to be for less government, but in reality, they're just a right authoritarian side. You know, then you look at Antifa, for example, which that's been something that I've ended up finding out is they're not that bad. I mean, yeah, you've got your hard left authoritarian Antifa members that are pieces of shit in their own right. But then you've got other Antifa members that they literally just want about the same thing, less government, no government involvement, whatever, however you want to call it. And they want their views to be left the fuck alone. Yeah, that that was a big eye opener for me too. Just realizing like how other other groups and not necessarily just the boob, but like, like Antifa, like how they were painted to look like terrorists. And I mean, there's shitheads in every group, but we can't trust like a media narrative of anyone anymore well and that's just the thing getting into the boog movement and everything one of the biggest things that we were talking about doing is how do we reset the narrative that the media is painting us in and then we get mad an article written against us yeah it it doesn't seem like there's any way to really win with the media (laughs) if you're part of any of these groups that are not on the uh, on the list of pre-approved social movements. Yeah, yeah well, and for the sake of not for the sake of not bringing up um, us to not to name any names specifically, but someone, yeah, someone just did a lot of damage. I would say by constantly doing interviews. I'll do it, Mike Dunn. <laughs> Mike Dunn, you if you're listening to this, fuck you. You heard no, it here first. I will fucking come out and say it publicly. Fuck you. Yeah. He's a, you know, he look, and and I'm not trying to go off on a wild tangent with, with that guy. He, he had his heart in the right place. uh, Initially. I believe that. I believe he wanted to do very good things for the movement. And, and the thing is too, this is, this isn't shit that I haven't already talked with him about already. This is nothing new that he's not hearing from me, at least on my end. He meant well, he was feeling like there was not enough, there was a lot of talk and not enough action from the movement. And unfortunately, his end of action was more of an accelerationist view. And that doesn't jive with the rest of the movement overall. I mean, yeah, there are some people, you know, who personally feel like there needs to be more of a violent or accelerationist nature happening to make the, the change. And and through my experience, especially on January 17th, that's not that's not the fucking answer, bud. You know, I, I feel like he gave a pretty good interview with Alex Jones. But, you know, then after he ended up fucking it up, he ended up fucking it up uh, with whatever the hell he got himself into. Nobody knows the full story. But there is a point that I do want to make on the whole Mike Dunn thing is if you don't want people like Mike Dunn out there being the voice or the face for your movement or your group or whatever you're trying to push for change out there, you can't sit back in the shadows and criticize him for it and then not make action on your own. You got to be able, you got have to be willing to back that statement up. If you're going to say some shit against somebody who's out there making 
a statement, talking to the media. You don't even have to talk with media per se. There are enough independent journalists out there that are literally, if you were to give them the opportunity, they will sit and listen to anything that you have to say and will write down what you say word for word. They will. I mean, Ford Fisher, he's one of those people that will put a, whatever you want to have like written from your perspective, he'll make sure that that is put down that way. And then he'll put his observations in as well. Whereas when you've got like Mike Dunn talking with like Vice, for example, you know, they take sound bites and snippets and clips and things that sound just completely off the fucking wall and then put it in an article. And it sounds fucking terrible because then they put their spin on it and they highlight all these bad actors that we've had, you know, like the the, the idiots that tried to kidnap the Michigan governor, the idiots that were talking with Hamas, if that was even the fucking case, mm-hmm. you know, and then Stephen Carrillo and, and all those people, I mean, they're going to put all that spin on it and make it look fucking bad because that's what they're, they're going toward their audience. That's what's selling for them. That's why I say, I don't necessarily, I didn't for a long time, I wasn't necessarily going after Mike Dunn and saying stupid shit against him because I wasn't personally willing to step out and say anything, you know, myself. Then again, there also reached the point too, where it was just kind of like, like there were personal there or there were times where I would see shit or talk with him on things. And it was like, bro, that's like, stop fucking doing that. Stop saying that you want change. You want positive change. But if you sound like a young, dumb kid that wants to fucking cause problems, nobody's going to listen to you. Yeah. Well, it's too much. It was too much damage. I think and it happened. We can't change it now. Well, I mean, we I can don't... change it now. We can't. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I don't, I don't think whatever's been done or said, I don't think whatever it is, is irreparable. I think mm-hmm. if we start getting more people to have the courage to stand up and, you know, you don't have to give your government name out there. You don't have to tell people what your actual real name is, but you have to be willing because I mean, I've talked with, with independent media and given them my name classified country boy and they've they've written that way as long as you're not sounding like you want to go and shoot up a federal building or something like that you're making positive movement you're bring, you're bringing attention and awareness and in 2020 it seemed like media and journalists were just looking for that racy fucking comment from people i mean that's why Antifa was getting a fucking bad spin. That's why BLM was getting a fucking bad spin. I mean, every time you turned around and looked at a BLM rally that turned into a protest or was a protest, it turned into a riot. All that shit was so fucking bad because they were waiting for that one fucking asshole to set something on fire or to say some stupid shit or to really get things going. And then that's what they were reporting on. That's what they were focusing on. And that's why there was so much negative attention toward BLM. There's been so much negative attention toward Antifa and the same with Boog. That's why there was so much negative attention toward it because you had people like Mike Dunn saying that dumb shit out there that was just turning things the fuck around and making things looking bad. Exactly. I, I, I mentioned that to Dunn like on multiple times too. I was like, bro, you're like, and I, I don't want to bring like race up or anything, but I mean, they do like to paint Boog like we're white supremacists or something. So I'm like, bro, you're like, you're, you're this young kid. You're obviously white. They're going to, they're, they're waiting for you to say something just a little risky. And then they're going to run with it. Well, and I think he was hoping too. there was a picture of him that was famous throughout the movement of him, you know, standing in solidarity with 757, I believe, you know, and I felt like maybe he thought that was enough credibility to get by on that. And, and, and and honestly, I don't think I heard racist comments come from him. I mean, I've, yeah, I've seen I, things. I never did I've seen things on Twitter where he's there were like trick questions type thing. You know, like, is it racist to not accept a black accelerationist movement or whatever? I think he was referring to the NFAC or whatever. But then, you know, like if you said one thing one way or another thing another way. I will say he would objectively give you an argument one way or the other, you know, yeah. and, and that, that's the shit that wasn't highlighted. And I think it should have been. That was that was good fucking work. That was good fucking PR. And he should have kept on that. Yeah, I agree. But those I mean, the George Floyd riots and then you got the one guy that was shooting his AK-47 at the police precinct. Some people just do stupid, stupid shit. And, you know, and I want to sit back and wonder why. Oh, what happened? I'm not I'm not agreeing with an arrest. I'm not agreeing with anything unconstitutional by any means necessary, but 
you go shooting at a fucking building, you're likely to get hemmed up. You're, I mean, and and especially if you're doing it in the name of the movement, in the name of Boog, like you are definitely pissing off a lot of people too in the movement because, you know, there are people that want to do positive things and have positive PR. And I know some people don't care about the PR end of things anymore. And, 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 and I personally, myself don't care. I, I don't, well, I think we are beyond the point of the mainstream media hopping on board. And I think by the time that they do, it would already have been too late. They're only going with popular decision. Um, I will say that's what we need to aim for is we need to start getting out for the people. And that's why I'm saying talk with independent journalists and media, because a lot of those have a good reach with, you know, reaching the people that we aren't thinking we're getting. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of the the one guy. I think he went by Parlor WTF on Twitter. He wrote a really good objective article on us. And, and I gave an interview with him and a couple other people gave pretty good interviews. Like I think Magnus did too. That's a fucking guy that's stellar for the movement to be out there. Excellent fucking speech that he gave on January 17th. And Excellent interviews for Alex Jones and, you know, and uh, Jimmy Dore. I mean, dude's doing phenomenal for the PR end of things here. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, Just because you were talking about the media and and like we've just in general been talking about how the media paints people. Um, One of the things that happened last year that I thought was really interesting to see um, how the left portrayed this person and then how the right portrayed this person was Garrett Foster just to see how, like, so many people had opinions on that, how the right, how people on the right painted him, and then how people on the left painted him. Well, and we had, even in the our own movement, that was completely defi- divided over what they felt was right or wrong in that scenario. That was, to me, was super fucking insane. I mean, whatever... It's very simple to get caught up in having a black and white view on everything and just say somebody's right or wrong. And mm-hmm. I know I've personally come out and said that I did not think that Garrett Foster, you know, deserved to have been shot, but you got to stand back and look at things from the bigger picture and say, I mean, what was that other guy thinking when he pulled the trigger? I mean, he was probably fucking scared. You know, yeah. you can't yeah. quite be upset with him. Yeah. It was, it was a tough situation. And I think, I mean, that's such a problem in society nowadays. It's, it's either it's either it's black or it's white. And it's like, well, you know, so many most problems are complex and you can't look at them from, you know, just from a black or white stance. You know, a lot of things are in the gray just because they're so complex. That whole situation was just a big gray area. I mean, it it was awful. And it, to see a lot of like, um, I, I hate using like right and left term just because like I don't fall on the right or the left but to see like how a lot of people on the right like just were like oh you must have been Antifa and he deserved to get shot and that made me angry but then also like but then also like what you said like what was going through the driver's head you know like I like if I were in that situation I'd probably be afraid too but I mean then again you know that guy being active duty military with uh, a deployment under his belt to Afghanistan. I mean, he should have had a lot more actual training on to recognize and identify a threat and the other end of things. Why I could see why people would be quick to point fingers at him is because he made some pretty fucking nasty posts and stuff on Twitter and Facebook about, you know, like going out and getting into some of these protests and rallies and shooting some of these people or running them over or whatever, you know, like, that's you you can't the, the writings on the on the wall there i mean there almost seems to be intent i mean well aside from all that the one thing that made me really suspect of the situation was the fact that he rolled in there with his window down already driver's side window down ready to fire a weapon out of it who, well, who rolls if, into a protest with with their windows down if if you watch that video too you can see that he had his hand out the window with the gun in it as garrett foster was walking up to the car I mean, Garrett Foster didn't even didn't even have the time to raise his rifle or anything in that time. And and he ended up taking one to the dome. I mean, that's that's insane to me. I I couldn't fucking imagine being in a ready position like that on 
the driver's side, the driver's standpoint. There was no fucking reason for him to be in a ready position like that at all whatsoever. But there's not to me, there's not enough clear evidence or clear information that has come out from it to really definitively say who's right or who's wrong in that. And I'm not going to jump anybody's case over it because at that point, I mean, nobody fucking knows. I mean, what a fucking wild year. To say the Kyle, least. Huh? To say the least, it's been yeah. wild. Yeah. I mean, fuck, look at it like with Kyle Rittenhouse too, for example. That was that was fucking nuts. You know, I and, and the thing is we we dedicated an episode for Garrett Foster and Kyle Rittenhouse. I mean, that's just that's how fucking big that shit was. I mean, but and that doesn't even that doesn't hold a candle to the rest of the year. I I, I think if anything alone, 2020 should stand as a, as a testament to why most of these people are even in this movement to begin with. Job mm-hmm. loss, government overreach. The protests, the rallies, the shootings, the police brutality. The it's fucking just, lockdowns, man. Yeah. I, I, how many fucking people lost their jobs or were convinced into believing that, you know, their job was inessential and they had to go find a different job. And the fucked up part of it to me is uh, there were factories or manufacturing companies or even like hair salons, whatever, that were told your job is inessential. You're not an essential part of society to keep moving forward. And then they would tell them to go work at Walmart. But the whole point of it was, was to prevent the hospitals from being overwhelmed. And then once they got into a capacity, they would start relaxing all the restrictions, the the law or the regulations, mandates and everything like that. But some of these people, if, if your job is to make money, and you're bringing that money home to put food on the table. Your job is essential. It doesn't matter what the fuck you do. If you go and you clean up garbage or you clean toilets, or if you're a fucking CEO of a business, you're, if, as long as you're making a paycheck and, and you're supporting and contributing to the economy, your job is essential no matter what. And to try and prevent the hospitals from being overwhelmed, but you're going to cram everybody in fucking Walmart or a grocery store, you're pretty much putting them in a fucking incubation chamber or uh, a petri dish for them to get sick because all these people who which you can't control if somebody's got the coronavirus you can't control them to stay the fuck at home and not go to the fucking store and infect 35 other people that are working in there a mask ain't gonna save your fucking life that's been proven um because you know some of these people are touching shit on the shelves putting it back you're grabbing it putting it in your in your cart and you take it home I mean, I, I I cannot understand the mental gymnastics that people go through to think that they're really doing, they're saving lives and everything else like that by wearing a mask and and it, it doesn't fucking matter. You're you're always you're going to come into contact with it no matter what. I mean, and, and the virus has spread so far across the country, and so many different people have had it and got it. Whether you believe that the damn thing exists or not, so many people have gotten it that it doesn't fucking matter where you turn now. At this point, we're left where it's just an overreach that's continued to stay in and they're not relaxing the rules or mandates. They're still keeping them in. Hospitals have even come out and said, hey, we're okay. We we have we're prepared now. We've got these grants. We've got these ventilators. We've got these beds. We have a contingency plan set up. We're ready in case if this happens now. And some of these states have not relaxed their rules. I mean, fuck, Ohio put a, a curfew in. Which made no sense from 10 o'clock until 10 o'clock at night until five o'clock in the morning. There was a curfew where like bars and shit had to shut down. And and to me, I've got no business being out at, at past 10 o'clock at night with me having a job. I tell you what, the first night that that curfew was in effect, my ass was at the fucking state house with a bunch of other people. And we were fucking protesting that curfew. And we had the state cops fucking take our picture while we were there protesting. Even then I asked some of the cops, I'm like, how do you, how do you plan on enforcing this shit? And they're like, we're not like we, how do we enforce it? We can't. It was just a point of putting a fucking mandate in place and saying that you're helping to stop slow the spread. All you're doing is you're trying to win votes. That's it. You're not fucking doing anything. You're just putting in a fucking rule and thinking you're helping, but you're not. Yeah. It's the illusion of helping. I think that was the most disappointing thing for me about 2020 was the people's willingness to just accept whatever whatever happened to be the the prescribed advice of the day regardless of the consequences for the people around them 
I mean, when you when you take a step back and you look in history and you look at the the different regimes that have risen and fallen, I mean, it, it, it all goes back to compliance and people's belief that because it's a law, it's morally right. They don't stop to sit and think that just because a law was written on paper that that doesn't actually define them. It doesn't govern them. A piece of paper doesn't fucking tell you what your rights should or shouldn't be. Human rights should not be decided on what man has written for another man to live by. I, I, I cannot, I don't understand what is so hard for some of these people to understand that. Are there people out there that fuck things up for other people? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But like gun control, for example, that was something that was written because there was a fear of black people. I mean, it, it was the Black Panthers showed up with automatic machine guns and the government was like, oh, no, no, we cannot have a bunch of your type running around with machine guns. We got to make sure the black people, the black folk can't have that. So they wrote a, 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 a gun ban that you can't own automatic rifles. And, and, P, and, and the Democrats on the left want to still continually support gun control, not understanding that it was written initially as a way to restrict black people, but yet they want to claim that they are the, the side that's more for human rights. By the Republican not. party at the time also. Just yeah. Fair, fair point of point of reference for where we were at at this time. <laughs> the Republican party cares about constitutional rights. Like the democratic party pretends to care about um, social issues. There really isn't any care about it. And, and the thing is, too, we aren't the only ones that talk about this. I mean, other people talk about this as well. I, I, I just I don't understand why this is so hard for people to even sit and think about and, and realize that the government doesn't give a shit about you. The fact that they wrote something in like government or uh, judicial review, you know, where they can reevaluate the Constitution and interpret it how they see fit. The Second Amendment is a prime example of how they have continually infringed on it. And and I, I weekly will attack the ATF on Twitter. I mean, and whether or not they fucking read it or not, I don't know. Um, I did make a post that when I tagged them in it, it was highlighted blue. At the end of the day, it was white. And I ended up finding out I was I, I appeared to be blocked from the ATF's Twitter page. Hmm. I've since gone back to it and I can access their page and everything again. But, you know, they're a prime example of an infringement it, like the ATF. And, and if you're listening to this, you should be abolished. You are so fucking unconstitutional. It's not even it's not even funny. Like, first of all, having a constitution to write people's rights in and guarantee them, quote unquote, and then you're going to step in and you're going to abolish and undo that. Like, go fuck yourself. You're fucking useless. Their fucking tweet. Um, Waco. God damn. It was so narcissistic and just so gross. Oh, yeah. That's that's the tweet they got that I thought I got blocked from them over. You're way cooler than me. I got blocked by fucking Liberty Hangout because I posted a meme of <laughs> Caitlin Bennett saying she like shit her pants. <laughs> on twitter everyone else was getting blocked by the atf like cool people and i got fucking blocked by liberty hangout (laughs) (laughs) yeah that shit's disgusting i mean the thing is when you think about it too the atf was taking pictures at waco you know like like they were you know, like they were cool, like, oh, hey, check out where we were. We just burnt down this fucking compound and killed 25 kids in here. And then yeah. we we're going to try and, and write later on that they set fires to their own shit. And we investigated them and recovered the recordings from it that they set fires and shot their own kids. Like, are you serious? OK, whatever, if that's what you want to stand by. But, you know, how do you explain Ruby Ridge and you killing fucking Sammy Weaver? and uh randy weaver's wife i can't i can't think of her name i feel i feel terrible vicky, about that vicky weaver yes vicky weaver and, you know and, and you guys started out by killing their fucking dog 
like ATF, you want to know where those dog jokes come from? It's because you kill people's fucking dogs. You useless fucks. That's why people fucking hate you is because you do something as simple as killing somebody's fucking dog, part of their family. And then you want to you want to justify it. And and when a ch- when a child, a 14 year old child is upset that you shot his fucking dog and then you shoot him and kill him. And he happens to kill one of your agents and you want to act like, oh, it's a travesty that one of our agents got shot and killed. You killed a fucking child. And then you want to justify it. Get fucked. Yeah. Then you shoot we a mother. Abolish. We yeah, need to abolish you... all three letter organizations. ATF, DEA, ICE. IRS, all of them. I, ICE, yeah, exactly. FBI, they all need to be abolished. Fuck ICE. You know, I, all these people that fucking were riding Donald Trump's ass about him and the ICE facilities and everything else like that. And first... First 100 days, Joe Biden's fucking revamping this shit up and and rebolstering them, and nobody's fucking saying a word about it. Fuck ice. It's fuck the Joe migrant Biden. children's facilities. They're not ch- uh, kids in cages anymore. Like fuck off. You didn't care. It was a huge virtue signal. People didn't actually that it was. And it's disappointing. It's so disappointing. It's like these are these are real children. They don't get to like. They're not just some something you bring up in an argument or debate or you politicize like these are actual people it's so fucked but poor kids deserve the same same rights and can learn just the same as white kids i I just i don't understand why anyone expects anything to change when we keep electing these people yeah i mean fuck look at biden bombing syria (laughs) How, how long did that take (laughs) <laughs> that didn't take long at all and he already did a bombing campaign i mean wow you the let's talk about biden for a second i mean this oh, motherfucker God. incited I, if i had to say he him and kamala harris incited all of everything fucking negative and nasty out of 2020 and you know defund the police abolish the police and standing behind blm and putting them holding them up on a pedestal the whole idea was for funding. I mean, anytime that you went to BLM's website directly and you went to donate, it took you to uh, act blue. But then when you go and you did an audit on them online to see where any of act blues money went to, you had all these democratic candidates that that was being donated to. And it wasn't just like, a thousand dollars. It wasn't like just a million dollars. It was hundreds of millions of dollars were being donated to these candidates. And, and they were all for the democratic presidential election. Every single one of them, Bernie Sanders was on the list. Elizabeth Warren was on the list. Joe Biden. I think he, I don't remember if he was first or second on the list, but I know like, what the fuck? Seriously? And then Kamala Harris, like, it was against Joe Biden for the longest time about uh, that one woman that was accusing him of sexual harassment and was talking about how she would believe the accuser over the accused any day of the week. And that same fucking year, Joe Biden's like, hey, you want to be my vice president and stuff? And she's like, yeah, I'm in. Like, completely fucking forgot anything. And, and Kamala Harris was a part of, like, that hashtag Me Too movement as well, especially against Justice uh, Robert Kavanaugh. Yeah, these, these people don't actually care. They care about the virtue signal and how it looks um, in the media. But at, at the end of the day, they don't actually care about any of these issues. Yeah, I mean, because look at when Joe Biden got in office. Um People from the NAACP and BLM, you know, tried to have a meeting with Joe Biden and Joe Biden just shrugged them off and pissed off a lot of people in those communities. And rightfully fucking so, because they were used. I think that's finally starting to dawn on some people, though. That's one thing I will say for 2021. So far, it seems like people are starting to realize that maybe what they're being fed by the big news sources is not exactly the the full truth. 2020 was the year of dumpster fires and compliance. 2021 seems to be the year of unplugging from the matrix and the awakening. I hope so. 
I mean, because, and I, and I'm going to make a pretty wild prediction. I mean, my, my predictions, they, they've been about 50, 50, but HR one twenty seven. that is a scary fucking bill because that's going to force you to register every gun, the location of them, register your ammunition, how much you have, where it is stored. You have to have it stored separately. They do background checks on you that are extensive as if they're not already extensive enough as it is because of the Brady bill. And even though the Brady bill isn't exactly in, it's not active anymore when you still have that waiting period, that's still a product of the Brady bill when you go to buy a gun. So you, it's going to be more extensive than that. There's going to be psychological evals. There's going to be the cost of licensing for owning firearms and then there's going to be interviews of where they go and try to see your competency of owning a firearm to up to and including where they can talk to an ex-spouse. Jesus. Not to get all conspiracy theory on you, but like all we're missing and, and not to be cynical, but like not, all that we're missing is like another mass shooting event for them to be like, yes, we need HR 127. Like push this through right now. Yeah, well, it, I mean, here's my prediction on that, though, it, is Joe Biden's presidency, if that's to show for anything right now, he's all about where he did all this talking and no action. I don't I think he's going to piss off the left and not have he's not going to take action on the H.R. 127. As scary as that bill is, I think it's going to end up falling to the wayside like any other gun bill. I kind of think for a couple of reasons is one, I think he isn't wanting to look like Donald Trump in that aspect. Two, he knows that that would piss off most of the country and there would be probably maybe 1% compliance because I don't know of a single gun owner out there. Well, okay, I should say I don't know a lot of gun owners out there that would agree to a buyback or to register their weapons or be willing to pay for a psyche valve or be willing to pay for a license to own the weapons. So I don't I don't know of anybody that would do that. I think I know one person that would, and that guy's a turd anyway. Um, but I don't think Joe Biden's going to push for it. I, I just, I don't. You're probably right. Just, it's just another, just trying to make it seem like he cares just to appease his party. Yeah. And that's, that's what I think it is. You know, I, I do agree. I mean, if they really wanted to try and take action on it, I do believe that we would be one mass shooting away, but conveniently we're not in an election year right now. So I don't think it would happen this year. And conveniently, we are still doing all this lockdown stuff. So it's a little harder. He said that he he was going to do a mandatory four to eight week lockdown if he became president within the first 100 days. Or actually, he said it would be one of his first executive orders, which he signs like, what, 34 of them or something like that in his first 24 hours of being president. Holy fuck. The implications of that trend are lost on most people, I think. Oh, yeah. No, it it really is. I don't know. Everybody just needs to remain vigilant on that because that it is a serious bill. And me personally, you know, I'm not going to comply to it. Why would I? It's, it's an infringement on my rights, whether or not it's guaranteed to me by paper or it's not. Yeah, it's one of it's really living up to the meme, the whole meme, um, losing them in the boating accident. Or the fact, too, around Thanksgiving, they tried to mandate how what size turkey stores were allowed to sell because they didn't want certain families to have more than 10 people gathering. Yeah, fucking ridiculous. Because that, that was another meme where it was somebody made it and it said, come and take it. And there was a turkey on there. But God, t- 2020 was just like, I'm just always going to have like PTSD from 2020. It was just so shitty, just so crazy. Well, here's what I think about that. I think it only was so bad because it was the mainstream media made it that bad. You know what I'm saying? Like any issue or something like that that happened that would have had the potential to cause civil unrest. They were all over it. It was national news. They were reporting on it left and right. And it was all you could see. It was all over social media, everything before. Typically, some of these same things that had happened previously 
probably wouldn't have even gained a quarter of the attention that it did. That is what every, every time something happened, every month of 2020 had something new coming out. Like, like for example, the giant Asian hornets that were found in Washington. You know, oh, yeah. No they, one talks about that anymore. No, they blew it the <laughs> fuck up because it was, and it was the same highlight. Oh, if you didn't think 2020 was bad enough, well, here's another thing. Yeah, basically. Either way, whether or not it was it was forced to be that way or not, I'm fucking glad 2020 is done and over with, and I'm glad that we're into 2021. But fuck that shit started off with a bang. I mean, March or not March, uh, January 6th. Holy yeah. fuck! That was insane. Like just watching that play by play, just like oh, they're protesting at the Capitol. Oh fuck, they're like breaking into the Capitol. Oh, fuck. They're like inside the Capitol. Just watching that play by play. Oh, fuck. Somebody just got shot in the fucking neck. Yeah. The more pictures and video that come out of that event, the weirder that story gets. It's just it's so insane. The number of different narratives that were taking place at the same time. Oh, yeah. No, I I definitely I was in belief that I I don't think it was just a right right wing event i think it started out being a magatard or qtard event being set up and then i think it was just something that every group latched on so that way they could have their own personal narrative to go along with it the most secure place on the planet supposedly and it was the easiest place to fucking overrun i I, they were just let in I mean, like the pictures where you got little old grandma in there with the mask around her chin, just standing there. Oh my God. Oh (laughs) my God. Dude, those memes made me laugh so fucking hard. Oh, I know. (laughs) Um, That one guy with the, the Viking horns and shit on his head, like some of these people, man, and, and, and how people jumped behind that and was like, oh, it's about time there was action and everything. That's not even the right of all the things for you to fucking protest. And that's what you go and protest is that Donald Trump was removed from office. That's what you're upset about. That's what you're going to go and finally storm the Capitol. Why didn't you storm over the 600 fucking dollars that they gave you the fucking breadcrumbs they threw your way and was like, oh, hey, I know you lost your job this year and everything. And uh, uh, life's been kind of hard because of COVID and we took stuff away from you. But here's 600 bucks. It should be able to cover, you know, groceries for a, a little bit. That wasn't even enough to cover rent for some people. For real, dude, my rent is like over 700. <laughs> 600 is not. 600 was a joke. For Fucking- most people. I don't I don't know anybody that can pay rent with $600. Yeah. No, exactly. $600 of my fucking money. And, and I think I was talking with, with uh, uh, Luke and Typo from Biting the Bullet on this, I think. And, you know, it $20,000, if, if instead of giving all the bailouts and everything, each everyday American citizen could have gotten $20,000 from the stimulus. Instead, they gave out $1,200 or they gave out $600. And now they're talking about giving everybody $1,400 per person and per dependent. Twenty eight hundred bucks. That's 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 still not a fucking lot in the grand scheme of things. When when you compare everything that happened, that's not that's not enough. That's that's are you fucking serious? Like how is it that somebody with a six figure salary a year that didn't have to or wasn't told to stay home or to find a new job, they get the right to make what how much money you get of your own money at that to get back it's absurd to me i mean like i at the very most the government is supposed to be there for situations like this and they just time and time again they prove like they can't even do the very basic thing that they're supposed to be doing no and instead they spend more time looking for ways that they can fuck over the average everyday american citizen they look for ways that they can intimidate them or to take rights away from them. And and that's what I just can't understand why on, on January 6th, why, why was it over Donald Trump that they were doing that shit for? Why wasn't it over any of these other issues? 
you know, why wasn't it over? Hey, fuck taxes. You're stealing from me. And then you have where you give me a tax return at the end of the month or at the end of the year. And I feel like I got a bunch of money back. No, you got a bunch of your own money back. That's the government saying, hey, we took too much money from you and this is what's owed to you. They try to make it seem like they're 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 doing you a favor. They're fucking not. They're giving you money back that they stole from you to begin with. And taxation is extortion because if you chose not to fucking pay for it and it finally catches up to you and they send you a bill in the mail and they say, hey, you owe us this money. And you're like, um, no, I don't like fuck you. I'm not fucking paying. They will try to collect on you. They will try to take your paycheck. And if somehow you find a way that you're not going to lose your paycheck or anything and you don't want your shit taken from you. They'll show up to to your door with a police officer with a fucking gun and try to take you in. And if you're like, no, you're not fucking taking me in, they can and, and and it escalates. They will brutalize your ass to take you in if you don't try to fight back. If you try to fight back, the brutalization will get worse and you may end up getting fucking shot and killed. Mm -hmm. And you tell me that taxation is not extortion. It's not just theft. It's extortion because Try to not fucking pay that shit. Try to fight it all the way. How you normally would if your fucking neighbor came over to your house and was like, hey, uh, so I give me some of your money. Yeah, I'm collecting <laughs> from from my sidewalk up to the stop sign. You happen to be between my house and the stop sign. You owe me this money. You're probably going to tell the dude to get fucked. And if he were to come back over with a gun, you can legally shoot that motherfucker. And kill him. But the government can show up to your door and be like, hey, uh, we own this country. Even though you own this land, you still have to pay taxes on it. So technically, we own this because if you don't you don't pay that tax for the property tax, even though you own this land, uh, we'll, we'll just take it from you. And if you don't if you don't comply, we'll take you to jail. And if you still don't comply with that, we will fucking shoot you taxation is not extortion right no that's mob like tendencies that's that's gang that's a gang mindset that's all the government is is a fucking gang they just happen to be the biggest exactly so of all things for them to protest on january 6th and and they chose that like you you assholes are a disgrace And, and and this is why this is why i come out and say fuck mike dunn is because this this asshole was saying, "Oh, we got you know people in the capital," and, oh and then my it, God. yeah, and that was it, and Alex he, Alex Jones busted thinking? his balls over that. Yeah, like like why? What was the purpose of like tweeting that? And what, what was know. he trying to? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, what was he trying to prove? It doesn't make sense to me. That's why I say fuck Mike Dunn. You know, like it does. It doesn't matter what you've done for the movement. That was that was that was fucking stupid on your end. And there's been more than fucking enough of those examples. Anyway, I, I'm not going to shit talk him the entire time, but yeah. um, I think what would be pretty good closing uh, is to talk about January 17th. I kind of feel like that that's a that's a, a big one that we should talk about. That was disappointing to say the least Uh, for the States that, that showed out and put your foot forward um, and, and, and really did a good, uh, a good job, Michigan, uh, Texas. Yes. Here in Ohio. Absolutely. Um, And then I think there was one other state that did, that did really good on, on January 17th, all the other States I'm fucking disappointed. I, I am. Uh, it was such a failure because so many people allowed themselves to be intimidated thinking that the, that it was a trap and they didn't show up. I mean, the, all 50 States, if every state would have showed up to the Capitol, Oh, Kentucky was the other one that did, did really well too. If every state would have showed up to their capitals and showed up in numbers, that would have been probably one of the biggest rallies in U.S. history that we all came together collectively and were speaking about peace and unity, which, side note, I think it's funny that Democrats are hijacking that message now. 
I just wanted to point that out. Ohio had, I would say, probably from the liberty movement itself, some people who were boog, weren't boog, were claiming boog, whatever, about 50 of us showed up. Henry Locke and I uh, stood out there and, you know, talked with people, interacted and, you know, I mean, talk to the crowds at, through with a megaphone. I mean, that was just, that was fucking phenomenal to stand there and do. And there was like 580 national guard soldiers there. I w- I, w- I want to say about 400, some state cops that were there and a bunch of feds that were there. I mean, that didn't deter any of us. We didn't fucking care. We still fucking showed up. We showed up armed. Um, we had an intent that we wanted to put out there. We had a message to spread and we got that message out there. Other people, I mean, I think we need to do another national event like that um, where we all collectively get together and go to the state capitals and, and get out there and not let the government intimidate us, not let them put fear in our heart. Because, I mean, every single one of you that sit behind a computer screen and talk about how, you know, fuck the system, fuck the government and everything, you're the same ones that bitch about people like Mike Dunn, for example, and you don't fucking say anything or do anything to help your situation or your cause, your argument. You're the same ones that say, fuck the system and fuck all the division, but you didn't go and show out for January 17th. You allowed yourself to be intimidated. And some of you people are the ones that are like, I would never be intimidated, but you fucking were. You're lukewarm Liberty. You're watered down boog. I mean, you're just, you're in it for the memes and the shit posting. A lot of us are out there to really try and create unity and create uh, a positive forward energy with the movement. And, and, and those that showed out, I mean, excellent fucking job. Excellent job. I mean, Magnus fucking phenomenal. That was awesome. That's the kind of shit we need to keep doing. And we need to do that. That was great. And I hope the other States looked at that and they're like, fuck, that was great. And I hope they continue doing for doing that. Probably what would be a good thing to do is to do like a community service effort or whatever. Um, try to work with local shelters or something and do like a food drive, a clothing drive, um, something like that. And let's have all 50 states fucking doing that. And at the same time, spreading a message about peace and unity, getting the message out about the liberty movement, the boogaloo movement, whatever. Get that fucking message out there. I think that would be fucking phenomenal. I mean, what are they going to arrest us for at that point? We're helping people. Right. Like, right. oh, it's a trap. How's it a trap? You brought canned, canned food and, and food to help the homeless or needy families that were affected because of COVID-19. They're going to, you think you're going to be arrested over that? Yeah. Let's have that one fucking talked about in court. Oh, so why are you here, uh, Mr. Country Boy? Well, your honor, I help some homeless people. Okay. Well, uh, what did you do? Did you beat anybody up? Did you take anything? How did you acquire your canned foods? Uh, how did that happen? Um, I bought them from Walmart or I bought them from a local grocery store, mom and pop store. Um, and I got the clothes from a, a thrift store and thought I would sit here and collect them to take into a local charity. So you did nothing violent. No, your honor. I actually, in fact, was talking to uh, everybody in the community that was there that was coming and donating or coming to help collect the stuff and, and telling them about we need to have peace and and love and 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 to respect one another. Well, Mr. Country Boy, you don't sound like a bad guy. No, Your Honor, I don't know why I got arrested. I mean, seriously, let's sit and think about oh, that. Because you were you weren't uh following the, the guidelines. Yeah, wasn't following the status quo. Oh, but were you wearing a mask, Mr. Country Boy? No, Your Honor. I was six feet away from everybody. Okay, all right. That's uh, 15 years in prison. Bye. <laughs> I, I, is that what people expect or, or think? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, but there is also to look at your local federal, local guidelines or mandates or however they're placed. I mean, Make sure you're doing things legally. I mean, and this is just an idea. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, everybody, it's a voluntary action. I think everybody should do something and it should be on a national level, but 
I, I definitely think that we need to do something like that again and, and not allow ourselves to be driven by fear or emotion again, next time we really get out there and make a difference, make a change because as, as, as small as January 17th turned out to be, it was a really big event and it was, it was positive. It was good, positive movement, good, positive. I mean, I mean, some of the articles that I read that, you know, were written on Ohio or Michigan or whatever, they were, I mean, they were great. I mean, there were even points too where the media would try to write, you know, something slanderous against the boob, but there was so much more positivity in that, that it was just kind of like, well, that's not who the fuck these guys are. Like, what are you talking about? Um, I was looking up cause you were just talking about like, um, we need to plan like another rally or something. And it just made me think about, um, they are planning one for March 13th, uh, to demand justice for Breonna Taylor, um, in Louisville. Oh yeah. That's, that's one that's coming up that I'm pretty excited about just to see how that, how the turnout is on that one. Yeah, although this is actually the first time I'm hearing of it, or I would have tried to make plans to get down there for it. Uh, yeah, I just I just heard about it. I think today. Oh. Uh, so it is, it's new to me too. Well, and it's I think it for a national event, a state level event. I mean, short term notice. That's one thing. I mean, we've we've operated on like a week's notice, if that less than a week actually go do a protest um, and still had a pretty good showing, you know, if it's going to be a national event, there needs to be all there. There has to be months of planning in advance. I mean, I know there was, there was some talk of trying to gather or to organize another uh, protest or a rally uh, that was supposed to happen in April, but I don't think that's going to happen because I think it it was a little short term notice, but I think, there needs to be something planned out where we can have plenty of time to get the message out and the word out to everybody in the country and get them to organize on their state level end of things. And yeah, it's going sure. to take some effort. Yeah. Fuck 2020. Fuck COVID. Fuck the ATF. Fuck Joe Biden. Fuck ice. Fuck Donald Trump. Such a fucking shit show. I mean, mm-hmm glad that it's at an end and i'm here's the 2021 being a better year i'm hoping that it uh turns out to be much better yeah i think i'm hoping that this is the year that just really opens a lot of people's eyes and if they didn't have their eyes opened in 2020 i'm hoping this is that year yeah exactly and i think i think it's gonna i think it's gonna happen i think there's going to be a lot of people and I, and rolling into 2022. I mean, it's just, it's a snowball effect. I mean, there, all it takes is a few people and all it takes is a conversation and that conversation moves and it hits two other people's ears. And then it just, it just exponentially grows. It's factorial to, to use a mathematical term. I mean, that that's, that's how that works. I mean, one person talks to, another person and that person talks to two people, those two people talk to two other people. I mean, it just grows. And and then that's just the way that it goes. And pretty soon, you know, the government's going to have to scramble and make change because if they don't, you'd follow or get out of the way. But do you guys have anything else to add? Um, no, I feel like this, I feel like we covered a lot of topics there's a lot to cover. Yeah, well, each each topic in their own respect, I think, maybe deserves a lot more time. Um, but uh, with with how long that we were gone, I mean, we weren't able to really talk about a lot of this stuff extensively like we could have. But uh, we definitely needed to do a recap, and and I think it, I thought it was a pretty good way to uh bring the goon squad back so Mm -hmm. uh we definitely appreciate everybody listening and uh if you're listening to this we appreciate you staying in the fight um and uh continuing to help us go we've got big plans that we want to do moving forward um 
to include uh, opening up a Discord server for our fans um, and having where we can have live shows uh, for people to listen to and there be a chat that we can talk and interact with people while we're while we're doing an episode. Um, and then even maybe even tagging one or two people in to come in on the show and guest and have a guest appearance with us. Um, I think that that would be that would be really cool uh, because we are a show from the boys for the boys. Um, and we're hoping to uh, continue to keep moving forward. So with that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and put my plugs in. Uh, you can follow the podcast at the goon squad PR um, on Twitter. Don't have an Instagram anymore. Uh, that, uh, that shit sailed with their new really? terms and everything. Fuck that. Well, and it didn't help too that after like the fourth time of me getting kicked off Instagram that I just kind of gave up on the podcast page. Um, and I gave up on Instagram entirely. But you can find That's me on funny. Twitter. Yeah, no, it was horse shit. But you can find me on Twitter at Class Country Boy. Um, and I think that's about it. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Coke and Cake. Yeah. Echo probably isn't cool and doesn't have a Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are still my only public outlet. Echo's <laughs> cool. You're cool and you don't have Twitter. So I think it's uh, more that I'm boring and don't really have anything to contribute to the conversation that isn't already being said it's better by someone else. But fine. It's been screaming in the void at this point. Yeah. I, I if there's if the events of the last year and a half haven't opened your eyes to what's wrong with America, then I I don't think there's anything that I'm going to be able to say that's going to change your mind. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, but it does help though, uh, to have, you know, because think about it. I mean, somebody else might be sitting there and, thinking some of the same shit and all it needs is they need to hear somebody else talk about it too. And they're like, Oh fuck. You know, like I feel the same fucking way. I'm not alone. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, Oh, you could just be reiterating and beating a dead horse. I did. Fuck. We did a recap of 2020. Everybody's well fucking aware of what happened. But then again, we did sprinkle our opinion in on it too. So somebody else might feel the same way too but at the same time too we cannot allow ourselves to be roped into an echo chamber because that's where you start having uh, cutards and magatards as they suck themselves into their own echo chamber um and that's all the stuff that they read about or the stuff that they talk about they don't look for an outside perspective on anything and then they don't get a fresh view and, and therefore some of their views become outdated. Um, the fact that they're still trusting the plan after Donald Trump has been out of office now and, and he's not running shit from some bunker and there hasn't been a fucking blackout or uh, whatever fucking satanic cult ritual hasn't been found. I, I don't, I don't fucking know what those people talk about, but um, they, they don't, they don't want to listen to an opposing view. And if they did, they would probably start to wake up and realize, Oh, maybe this plan that I've been trusting is absolutely fucking wrong. But anyway, this is the show and we are fucking back. Yes, we are (laughs) more to come. Absolutely. Bitch, I'm finna, bitch, I'm finna boo. Bitch, I'm finna boo. Yeah, me and all my crew went from military infantry to goons. All because the feds forgot the people make the rules. Yeah, bitch, I'm finna boo. Yeah, I'm finna boogaloo. Like a movie that's coming to a reality near you. Hmm, children, do you listen to the Goon Squad podcast? Hmm, Jesse. They listen to the show. Some liberty-minded folks right here. Mmm, freedom.